Welcome to Talk of the Town, a podcast by the Town FC where we have candid conversations with Bay Area athletes, sports influencers, and individuals pushing the game forward. I'm your host, L. Johnson. This week we sit down with Zlatan Kukovic and Diane Robledo, two Oakland natives and town council members, to discuss their perspectives on the current state of soccer in the Bay. Let's jump into the conversation. Diane Z, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Can't complain. I'm doing fabulous, man. I can't complain either, man. I'm fabulous. Perfect, perfect. So let's kick this off. Um, you know, for people who may not know who you guys are, um, give us a quick intro. Give us, tell us your background. Give us your origin story, if you will. Um, I don't know, Z, if you want to go first. Sounds good, man. I'm originally from Bosnia. Um, through the way of Germany, we moved to Oakland, California in 1999. And um, in Germany is where my love for soccer began. began. And then um, moving here to Oakland, California, I mean, when we moved here, soccer was very minimal. It was very hard to find places to play soccer. But, you know, as time moved forward, it kind of grew. And now here we are. Diane, what about you? Um, unlike Z, I was born and raised in Oakland. Um, I played soccer for Montclair, for Bay Oaks, for all the local clubs in the area at this point. Um, so, you know, I was born and raised in Oakland. So, you know, that's, that's, that's it. That's all I got. I coach, um, I coach in Oakland and, or I don't coach in Oakland, but I coach in the Bay Area. I have coached, I used to coach for Bay Oaks. I coached for La Miranda. I coached for San Ramon. And went back to Bay Oaks, and now I am back at San Ramon. So just still in the youth soccer scene, and it's all over the place. That's actually a pretty good segue. So, Diane, you know, you're working in the youth soccer scene. Tell us about, like, the soccer climate in the Bay right now, like, from, like, a youth and academy level. Like, what's it like? Um, what are some things that they could probably do better? You know, what are some good things about it? Um, for me, I just think um, – I mean, soccer has grown. It's grown a ton it's from when I was little, especially. Um, I know Z said there wasn't a lot of tennis soccer, you know, when he came here, but it's grown so much. So soccer's bigger, um, but in the local area, I mean, you know, it, it could be better. And there's so many different leagues and there's so many different clubs all in the same area. And I think if they could um, figure out a way to, like, minimize that and have more clubs become one and, like, work together I think soccer could be so much greater in this area. I think one of the thing, well, one of the huge things lacking in this area is uh, facilities. We don't have anywhere to play. You know, a lot of places are grass, and they're not very good grass. Um, you know, when you go out out of Bay, like out of Oakland and out of the, you know, out of Oakland area, I guess you get like bigger turf areas. Um, but like, so facilities is one of the things that's lacking. And then for me. Um, as a woman in the sport, you know, like there's not a lot of female coaches and there's not a lot of good female coaches. Um, so I think that's lacking, um, especially in like the director area too, as well. So for me, that's like, what's really lacking. You're in mute. Seems like the youth scene is very big, uh, in the Bay, but what about from like a pro semi-pro level? I know that men's leagues are big out there. Um, there's a big semi-pro scene. Um, Z, what can you tell me about that? Like, how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel the climate is kind of evolving or helping to evolve um, the game from that that standpoint? 
I mean, it's evolved dramatically. I graduated college soccer in 2011. And when I was graduating, there was the earthquakes, LA Galaxy, and maybe Chivas USA was still around. I don't know if they had faltered then, but I think they were still around. So it was those three teams. And unless you got picked up by one of those three teams, you were kind of out of luck. Now moving forward, what is it, 10, 12, 10, 11 years later, we have a team in Sacramento. We have multiple teams in the Bay Area. We have multiple teams in in Southern California. So it's given, it's given players the opportunity to grow and still continue chasing that dream of playing soccer past the college level. But if, again, if you look at, if you look at all of the, the men's teams, there are, again, as you can see, I'm going to bring it up a lot, but there's not a lot of women's teams. I mean, there's the Nighthawks, you know, but there's, there's a lot of WPSL teams, but most of those play just in the summer. In this area, there's no actual, like, you know, true women's pro team. So there's definitely, that, that kind of gets to my next question. Like, what do you think is missing from the Bay Area soccer scene? And, you know, as Diane says, there's not enough women's teams. Uh, what, what are some things you think um, we can do to kind of, like, increase the participation on the women's side? Personally, I think, I mean, I don't want to speak for, you know, Diane, but I think raising the awareness that there is a possibility for a women's uh, pro team and that there is interest, there's a need for it. Um, and there's a need for multiple teams, not just one team. I think there's a lot of girls that would probably play soccer a lot longer or want to play soccer in high school if there was, you know, the picture that they could possibly pass college get the opportunity to play soccer that's just my opinion yeah I agree with you Z I think um I mean you know I was not professional I was nowhere near like what a professional soccer player could be should be or whatever um I love it you know and I and I love to coach it but playing wise not there um but for me you know and for some of my friends that probably could have gone and played pro I think that that would have been like a huge thing like it was just like, oh, well, there's college soccer. And then after that, there's nowhere to go. Like, where do we go from here? You know, there's the Nighthawks in San Francisco. A lot of people went there and played, um, you know, but professionally wise, like it's there's there's not a lot of options in this area or any, I guess, in this area. So to have that option would just be I think everyone would jump at the chance to get to get to play in, in that. So there was a group that recently announced um, out in the South Bay. Um, ambitions to play NWSL soccer. Um, they have a couple of 99ers on their team, um, you know, some, some tech money behind them. How do y'all feel about that? How do you feel about the announcement? Um, how do you feel about, you know, the potential of women's pro soccer coming to the Bay, but it being in the South Bay and kind of being fragmented or, or possibly inaccessible to like the, the East Bay? Um, I'll speak on that. I, I love it. It'll show proof of concept that there is a possibility to have a women's team and give us uh, a platform to create one in the East Bay and create some competition. I think the more the merrier, that's the way I see it. And why not have two teams in the barrier? If we have multiple men's teams, why not have multiple women's teams? I agree with you too on that, Z. I think, um, you know, the more the, more the merrier, like you said. Um, I mean, I'm sitting here at this national training camp right now with my daughter and um 
last year in her age group, she's nine, but in her age group, there was 11 girls. This year in her age group, there's 50. So just even seeing that grow in yet one year, and granted the year before was COVID, but like just in one year, like in just her age group, there's over 500 kids here, but now like half of them are girls. And I think that that's just like, it's huge. So to see that grow, like it'd be so amazing to see a women's professional, you know, team come anywhere near the Bay Area because, you know, there was just one in um, Southern California, right? I mean, it just would be great. Everything seems to be so far away, like Florida or San Diego, like everything's just so far away. So it'd be great to see anything come close to our area. I think one thing that uh, I want to add to that, what people that don't play soccer or don't play a sport their whole life, like what they don't ever think about is when you are a soccer player you're devoting so much of your childhood so much of your teenhood so much of your life to a sport when college ends the idea of like what happened to me all right now like you know you're chasing to play professional soccer but let's say for a lot of us it never happens right there's a huge identity crisis that happens that you're trying to figure out what next you know like the if the more options there are for people to continue playing no matter what level it is on that next level post college is phenomenal i mean it's just like it keeps to to this day i'm i'm about to turn 35 years old when i step on the soccer field i feel like a kid you know like i there's smiles on my face all the worries go away and i can only speak for myself but i'm sure a lot of other soccer players feel that same way so to provide a platform where they can still have that dream to chase it no matter what level of professional it is i think that's what makes me want to be even more involved in bringing another team to the bay area diane were you about to say something um yeah just like it's hard because i think about like friends and a lot of my friends a lot of my friends have gone to play but they all have to go you know overseas I you know friends in Mexico or friends in Portugal or friends in you know everything is so far away and they're so far away from everything that they know and love um and it's just it's hard you know and it, it would just be nice to be able to like have them be here and like be able to not watch them online and watch everything glitch and like see the goal like 30 minutes later you know it'd be wonderful just to be able to like drive you know to Laney and like go watch my friend play or you know whatever it is whatever the case may be like even if I have to drive to San Jose like great that's like 40 minute drive like I don't have to drive all the way or I don't have to watch them on an online social media network just to just to see them play and 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 uh take you know like screenshots of them <laughs> just so I can post and be like hey look at my friend she's playing so for me I think it'd be great for all of my friends I know that would will that have played or would have wanted to play like i think anyone would be ecstatic to do that um and agree with with like z said like i mean z knows me <laughs> he's seen me on the soccer field like i'm not a professional by any means but i love it i love being out there and i love teaching the kids around and teaching people like what i do know and what i can teach them so and it's fun and it makes you feel like a kid again and i've had so many injuries and just just being out there like hanging out with my friends it's it it still is like hey i can still do this even though i really can't but <laughs> you know it's just a cool thing and it makes you feel happy and it being in a place like like you know like everything's going to be okay just in that moment while you're when you're on the soccer field 
that's actually a good good transition point. Um, now we're all involved in you know the Town FC, a new professional soccer effort you know for Oakland and the East Bay. Um, what are some ways that you guys feel we can set ourselves apart from this crowded landscape, especially um, on the men's side where there's a, where there are a lot of teams? Um, what are some ideas that you might have that can like really set us apart from the competition? Obviously, we have the roots, we have the earthquakes um, on the pro level, but then you have NPSL, you have um, NISA, you have a couple of these other leagues um, who also have like a pro or a semi-pro team. Um, and we need to be able to break through the noise. So what are your thoughts on that? How do y'all, what are some ideas that y'all have? Uh, I'll go first. I mean, just connecting it to the youth. You know, everyone does a lot of like involvement in trying to get a pro team going in the Bay Area. But I feel like besides the earthquakes, not many teams are concentrating on the youth. So giving them the youth a platform along with a pro team, I think is key. And especially, you know, our goal is to try to make it um, free to play. I think that would that would be a significant difference from any other club in the area where, you know, a lot of people can't afford to play on those clubs because you just, you know, some people are trying to make ends meet. I know when we came here, my mom was like, what, pay to play? I mean, you're not playing there. So I played on teams that had enough scholarships and teams that, I mean, we didn't even have a card to drive me to practice. I had coaches come pick me up. So I was playing a team that, you know, I had somebody that could give me a ride, I, you know, so I understand the struggles of what's going on. And the only way we can broaden soccer and give everyone the opportunity is if we find a way to include the youth in the big picture of a pro team. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, if being honest, like this is all new to me, right? Um, for the most part, I focus on youth and I focus on, on girls sports and like trying to get women more involved. So. That's kind of where I came into this. I don't know a ton about, you know, I mean, obviously I know the roots and I know the earthquakes, you know, and um, I don't follow all the other, you know, NISA leagues and all those leagues, so I don't really have any idea. But what, um, what I do like that we are doing is just, like, really trying to create a community and um, an organization where, where people are, you know, really homegrown and really from Oakland and really just have, like, you know, not from Oakland, but, like, you know, have lived in Oakland and have, like, their, you know, they all have, like, a, a community and something that we all want to be a part of. And I think that that's going to be really big, just getting the word out um, and just having everyone just excited about about a new opportunity and making it ours. That makes sense. <laughs> yep, 100%. Um, so, as we all know, 2026, the World Cup comes to the United States. Um, so there's a lot of people, you know, spinning up teams. There's a lot of there's a lot of marketing dollars aiming at 2026. Um, in an ideal world, you guys can put put your your visionary hats on. Um, what would you want soccer in the Bay Area to look like by 2026? Like, what's what's the ideal utopia version of you know soccer in the Bay by 2026? Personally, I wish there was more structure. When I talk to my friends who are still coaching and they start throwing out leagues and acronyms, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, there's this league, there's this league. We're participating here, we're participating here. Oh, this is the best. Next year, this is the best. Like, 
it gets really confusing, you know, like, and for parents who are like totally like have no idea, like, and maybe have never played soccer themselves. I can just imagine how confused they are. Where do I put my kid to play? What do I do with my kid? So I wish there was more structure in the leagues that were around. I don't know how much that's going to change, but ideally that would be like my goal. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because like, as you're saying it, I can like, I'm running through them all. There's MLS next, there's GA, there's, um, there's Cal North, there's NorCal, there's NPL, there's pre-CNL, there's ECNL, like there's so many different leagues and it's so hard to keep track of. And it's like, I don't even know what, what, what really is so good about one over the other, right? My kid plays soccer. That's all I care about. I want her to compete. I want her to play, right? That's, that's what's important. Um, for me, um, definitely structure, like I said earlier, and like Z said, you know, there's so many different organizations and there's so many different clubs and there's so many different leagues. Like, how can we make it so it's not even just one, but even just, just less and they can all work together. I mean, in an ideal world, right? So I heard we can all work together and just be one and everyone can just play each other. But that's not how it works. So I would like to see more of a community in the soccer world, you know, like, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but there's just like so many different leagues, like, in Oakland alone, there's in the Oakland area or the you know this East Bay area, there's probably like ten to fifteen teams in just one area. So like, how can we make that more structured and less chaotic? Because it's chaos. So almost like growth through consolidation, um, you know, combining teams, creating a more structured league, maybe something a little bit more uniform. So instead of having 30 small leagues or 30, you know, league organizations, one or two, you know, kind of pare it down a little bit more. Even um, four, man, even yeah. four, you know, like it just like, it, there's so many when people start throwing out acronyms and none of them are aligned with each other. It, like, I feel like they're all competing to be the best league. And then in the end, some, some of them have like three or four good teams. The other one have like five, six good teams. Why don't we have leagues where like, okay, all the good teams are in this league. All the second tier teams are in this league, you know, just have it like tiered. And I think, I think where that stems from is if you look at our professional league, there's MLS and then everyone's competing to be MLS two. Whereas in Europe, in most countries, you have first division, second division, third division, fourth division. It's very uniform. So like, I don't think we need to recreate anything. We can just look overseas to people who have done it for centuries and kind of just find our way to copy that. But how do you how do you do that, Z, when everyone's competing to be the best? Like everyone thinks their ideas are the best and and that their league is the best and, and nobody can nobody can compare to them. I, I just like it's just I I would love to see it happen. But how does how does that happen? He asked me in the ideal world, you know? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I guess it's the million dollar it's the million dollar question. Like how, how do you how do you make that happen? That's the million dollar question because they can't even figure it out on the pro level. So it's even more confusing on the youth level. That's our show for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate and review. It helps us get discovered. 
Follow us on the socials at the town underscore FC. Stay up to date on important news around the club by signing up for our Town Chronicles newsletter at thetownfc.com. And as always, tweet us your comments on the show, any topics you want us to discuss, and more. Peace out. <laughs>